boom. <laughs> That's the shotgun blast. Anyways, hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Dope and Dharma. I am, of course, Dharma. He is the Dope Doctor. Um, we are together, Dope and Dharma, and today, or right now, is uh, Dharma time, where we talk about uh, spirituality, things of that nature, happiness, and uh, boy, do we have a doozy today. Um, first things first, um, we do uh, uh, help put people in treatment, and we have a foundation. He is the founder. I am the president. It's called the Now Matters More Foundation, and we do have an event coming up on April 11th, right? Let me make sure I got that right. My brain's yeah. a, little, a little, I'm a little slow in the uptake at the moment, but that's okay. April 11th, um, golf tournament, you can go to nowgolftournament.org if you'd like to sign up, if you don't want to sponsor or you can just go to nowmattersmore.org and donate if you just want to do that. So, pretty excited about that. It's a f- uh, first time in a new place. It's called Red, what is it, Red Tail, I think? Red Tail. Yeah, Red Tail. Um, hey, Eric, hey, Amy. Uh, matter of fact, I think Eric is going to be playing there. He's one of the cops. Um, anyways, so uh, let's get started, man. Um, you know, Not to be outdone, when you did your uh, Welcome Back video, like uh, it was a couple months ago, you know, I, I was, it was such an emotional thing that I was like, damn, you know what? I, I need one of those. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's my welcome back video. Uh, for those of you who don't know or, or don't uh, follow us on social media, if you only listen to the podcast, then you were not uh, not aware of a post I made. And I only made it on my Facebook, I believe, um, that's on a week ago, actually. We could go today. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was in the ambulance going to the hospital, so it all started yeah. um, like a week prior, give or take a couple days. I was having chest pains, shortness of breath, um, uh, heart was going crazy, running like a, a million miles a minute, and it didn't feel right. Right, like <laughs> as a dude, I typically ignore a lot of my uh, my aches and pains and just you know day to day things, but this one I didn't feel like I could ignore. This one. I don't know, it felt weird, and, and I, know, I know there's certain things uh, in the body that you don't play with, heart being one of them, and so a little worried that, was, that something was going on, uh, I tried to ignore it, and then on one of the weekend days, uh, you and I were actually on the phone, and you were like prompting me to go get my blood pressure checked, and I didn't think that's what it was, I've never struggled with high blood pressure in my life, but at the same token, I was feeling new things I've never felt before either, so went to the fire station. Um, I have to go there usually to get my blood pressure drawn or taken because my arms don't fit in like the the cuffs and stuff at CVS or whatnot. So uh, I went there. Blood pressure was fine. Um, they they told me that uh, that wasn't the problem. So I went home. That was on a I think it was on a Sunday. Then the Monday came. It was a holiday. I called the doctor's office, explained to them what was happening, and they said, "Okay, we well, can can you come in tomorrow morning, uh, Tuesday morning?" I was like, "Sure, no problem." Got up Tuesday morning, took the kids to school, went to the doctor's office. <laughs> now, in my head, this is going to be a normal doctor's appointment. I'm going to go in. I'm going to talk to him about some of the medical issues I'm having at the moment. Um, uh, see if maybe we can adjust my meds because I'm having some side effects from some of the meds that I don't really care for. So, like, I've, I'm in the zone, man. I've got my, my thing of what I'm going to do. Uh, so, I go in there. They, they Because of my phone call... They put me on an EKG real quick. A lady comes in, puts me on all these little EKG things. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, here, here's the first interesting moment. Based upon the doctor's office and even the hospital, I love the medical and the healthcare workers, but y'all aren't good actors. 
<laughs> they say, oh yeah, just they say very calmly normal things. But if you're paying attention, you can see they move with a different purpose when something is important, right? Like if you're paying attention, like, you know, you can tell, mm, I hear you, but I'm watching something different. So she steps outside of the office for a second, comes back in and says, okay, uh, let me get these off of you. The doctor will be here in a second. I was like, oh, okay. Thinking everything's normal. Uh, Doc, a mutual friend of ours, Doc Hoffman, comes in and <laughs> I start in with my agenda. I started in telling him, hey, you know, this is the issues, this is what I'm thinking, and the whole time I'm talking to him, we've known him long enough to where I can tell there's something on his mind, like he's trying to say something, but he's being respectful and let me talk first, and so I, seeing that, I stop, I'm like, you look like you got something to say, and <laughs> he, he basically, uh, he cut straight to the point, and he just says, hey, you have atrial fibrillation, he handed me the EKG, I didn't know what I was looking at, I just, a bunch of squiggly lines. And he explained in a, in a very brief sense what atrial fibrillation was and what's going on. And then he's like, you got to go to the hospital, like right now. And I was like, okay, um, all right, well. And then I started asking, I mean, I couldn't drive myself. I said, well, my wife literally works at the hospital around the corner. Uh, my mother is retired, like she can come by. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> like right now. I've already called them. They're on their way. They should be here any minute. You and he said basically that he couldn't trust that I would be able to arrive safely to the hospital because I could lose consciousness at literally any moment. Sorry, I'm a little out of breath. So, um, literally at any moment, I could lose consciousness. And you know, when you're driving, <laughs> that's considered a bad thing. And so, um, getting, uh, getting to the ambulance, that was the first picture I posted. Um, they came to come, come get me. Apparently, my heart rate was well over 220 at this point. Um, and <laughs> in my head, I know it's serious, <clears throat> but I'm still not, I don't think it's registering how serious it is. And so I get into the uh, the ambulance, and, and the guys <laughs> that are there, same thing. They're talking to me, and they're all looking at me weird. And apparently, it turns out, they were all expecting me to not be as chill as I was and as talkative as I was. They were all looking at me like, this isn't supposed to be happening right now. This guy is supposed to be you know, in a really bad state. And asked me a bunch of questions, and the same thing. They're being calm, but they're all moving with a lot of purpose. Like they're being cool, and, but they're very serious, and they're moving with a with a certain speed to uh, to uh, their actions. <clears throat> Apparently, we get to the um, to the hospital. There was a there's a room there that's meant for triage. It's like a really big room compared to the other ones, just in case somebody comes in with really bad things and they can all come in. Well, they put me in that room. They moved the guy out of that room and put me in, based upon the numbers that they were sent. So they too were taking this very seriously. They were like, wait a minute, this isn't good. Uh, so I get into the hospital room. Uh, they sit me down, you know, start asking questions. They start hooking me up to heart monitors and things of that nature. And and they're at this point worried about uh, heart attacks and strokes um, because the, the numbers are not sustainable for a human to be that high. Um, and, and my wife shows up. We're talking. Uh, they start pumping me full of like some meds to try to bring my heart rate down. Well, apparently I'm I'm sensitive, right? We uh, I've said it here before. I, I can't take uh, like narcotics, for instance. Most people can take them and be fine. I can't take them not because of addiction issues, but I can't take them because I get violently ill, like I throw up and things of that nature. So my body just doesn't do well with certain medications. Well, I apparently didn't do well with the medications that they gave me 
to lower my heart rate because it also bottomed out my blood pressure, right? And so here's, this is probably like one of the scariest moments I think I've ever had, right? I was explaining to you the other day on the phone, Louie. Um, so I've, I've done like things on sport bikes and racing stunts and things of that nature. Had a lot of really close calls and near-death experiences, but they never really impacted me much mainly because I was in control, and so I felt like it was a conscious decision that I was making, and so I was fine with it, right? Well, this particular instance, it was not of my own decision-making, um, and it scared the hell out of me. So I'm sitting here, and because I'm in this special like triage room, uh, there's no call button on the bed. And, and so my wife, thinking that, that I'm stable, decides to go and grab some food because at this point I haven't eaten. We don't know how long we're going to be there. So she's like, all right, I'm going to go grab some food real quick. I'll be right back. She, she's not gone, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. And, <laughs> and so I'm looking around. The door that I'm in, <clears throat> of the room that I'm in, is, is slightly ajar, right? Like it's not shut, but it's not open. There's like a little crack. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I'm sitting there and I start to feel weird. I start to feel kind of lightheaded, a little dizzy. I'm getting real clammy. I'm sweating, and uh, there's uh, there's obvious something is not good right now. Something's very wrong, and I'm looking around, and I don't I don't have a call button. So I started looking at the window, and there's nobody passing by, and this is where the panicky starts to fit in because I'm like, I think I'm dying right now, right? Aside from the physical whatever, my own knowledge of the heart that's one of the muscles you really don't want to mess around with. <clears throat> so I'm thinking heart attacks, strokes, and things of that nature. And yes, being in the hospital is the best place to be if you're struggling with things, if they're there, <laughs> right? If, if you can have access to the people. So the fact that there's nobody in the room and I can't call, I look out the window, so I start yelling like, hey, hello, like I'm trying to get somebody's attention because I'm feeling the situation take a turn for the worse. Like every second, it's getting worse than it was the second before. And so now I'm starting to get really worried. And this is the moment that I'm thinking, okay, how serious is this? Like, I don't think I'm dying just yet, but I'm telling something's really wrong. And so finally, after a couple minutes, which felt like an eternity, but after a few minutes, somebody like looked through the crack and saw me and I waved them in and it was like a nurse. She comes in. I said, something's wrong. I'm not feeling good. I explained to her. She said, okay, I'll go get your nurse. She goes, gets the lady. The second that lady walks in, the look on her face was like, like she just saw a ghost. Started telling me I'm pale, and the next thing I know, I took like two or three blinks, and there's like 15 people in the room. They all rushed into the room. They're all like moving with purpose. It was really, really chaotic, and uh, I guess they lowered the bed, like the head part, <clears throat> to get blood back to my head, and um, it was at this point where I thought I was going to die, for real, like not even playing. I legit was thinking to myself, I think this is it. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to survive this one. And that scared the shit out of me, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> I, um, I I remember there was a moment when my body was like, tell me to sleep. It was weird. It's like a little internal conversation I had with myself. Number one, the first thing that was going through my head was, my, you know, my wife just stepped out. I really didn't want her to come back and see that. She has, <laughs> she has since yelled at me. Because she's like, uh, no, if you're going to die or whatever, I want to be there to say something. But what I was thinking was how horrible that would be for her to come around the corner and just see, you know, when she left, I was fine. And for her to come back and see that, I, I would imagine that would be a hard thing to walk in on. And so I was trying to not, I didn't want her to see that. Um, but anyways, yeah, when they put me back, I'm sitting here and, and everybody's trying to talk to me and, and I can kind of hear them, but I can't really make it out. 
Um, and apparently I'm supposed to lose consciousness at this point. Um, I did not, but the whole time it's happening, my, like I felt, um, this like insane urge to just close your eyes, go to sleep. But in my head, I was thinking I might not wake up if I do that. So I did not want to close my eyes. So I fought with everything for me, it felt life and death. And so I fought with everything I had to keep opening my eyes. And it's like, no, I'm not going to go to sleep. Like if I'm going, damn it, you're going to take me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not going, you're going to have to take me today. Um, and so I, uh, I kept forcing myself to stay awake, um, tried to answer the questions or whatever. And then eventually, you know, they were able to kind of get everything somewhat stabilized and sit me back upright. <clears throat> um, I did not die, obviously, but uh, scared the shit out of me. Uh, and, and so then Angel comes back. Um, at this point, they're starting to trying to figure out what's happening, what my body's responding to that they don't like. Um, they ended up getting a, a room up in the ICU and they took me up to the ICU, so ICU. Um, <laughs> so I got up there, they're getting me all hooked up to everything. I'm sitting there, Angel comes up, we're talking, we're meeting everybody and they're explaining to me kind of like what the process is going to be like and what we're doing. And, uh, I'm, I'm stable at the moment. <laughs> and then, uh, at that point they, they said, you're staying, obviously we're going to keep you. And so Angel was like, all right, <laughs> I laughed because I, I know the story. Um, Angel, <laughs> Angel's like, okay, well, if you're going to be here, everything's good now. I'm going to go run and grab like an overnight bag type thing. You know, I'm going to go run, you know, grab a couple things for, for here. <laughs> so <laughs> she leaves and once again, she's not gone I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't even know how long it was. Um, and they gave me this other medication. And next thing you know, I'm starting to feel the same thing again. I'm starting to feel like something's not right. Something's happening. So I hit the call button. And once again, it felt like forever, but at least they did come in. Like I knew somebody was coming. Um, and the person comes in and says, hey, I'm, I'm feeling the same thing that I felt downstairs. Like I feel it happening right now. And so they came in, they, you know, same thing. A couple of people come in. They started really just kind of going down, I guess it's called coding. Um, and, and so <laughs> all that happened. And then the, uh, cardiologist, uh, Mr. Patel, who's amazing by the, he's like a freaking wizard, dude. Um, he comes in, uh, say that again, Louis? Mr. Doctor. Was it a doctor? Doctor. Yeah. Mr. Or doctor. Doctor. Um, but anyways, he comes in and he's like, uh, I guess they made a judgment call. They were going to try to wait till the next morning to do a procedure where they stick a thing down my throat to look at my heart to make sure there's no um, uh, blood clots and stuff. And if there isn't, they're going to try to shock me to get it back on the rhythm. Well, they couldn't wait anymore. They're like, this is an emergency. Like, we need to go right now. I was like, okay. And so <laughs> this wasn't, this was a scary moment. Not because I thought I was going to die anymore. That, that already passed. This one was like a what you know like i didn't have time to wrap my head around anything or process anything here i am sitting here by myself <laughs> again in, in a room looking around like I, I don't know what's happening to me right now uh they're all kind of there's a aed or a cart right in front of me you know the, the paddles where they shock you there's one of those sitting right in front of me everybody's running around like crazy and i'm just sitting here like i don't know what's happening i don't know what to do right now um and then <laughs> the girl, or my nurse, Genesis, she was trying her hardest to like make dialogue, but I kept hearing them all talking outside. They were all like freaked out the fact that I wasn't freaked out, that I was just kind of calm. I was just sitting there. And and I told the, the Genesis chick, my nurse, I said, well, 
you know, thankfully, I have some spirituality in my life, right? Like, that is the thing that I, I am thankful for in that moment for my, my Buddhist philosophy. Because I was just chill. Like, in my head, I was thinking, dude, accept it for what it is. Like, this is where I'm at right now. This is what's happening. And there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to control it. So the least I can do is trust the people around me, remain calm, and let whatever happens just unfold and happen. And then I'll I'll respond to whatever it is. And so I was able to remain calm. And, and which, like I said, freaked them all out. Uh, then the guy, uh, they come in and they have a syringe of whatever sedative, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so he puts it in my thing. And I tell him, I was like, man, it feels like ice cold. It's like, yeah, that's the medicine working. Um, you should be feeling, you know, doozy here in a couple seconds. And then literally within like three or four seconds, I could feel like I was just like mass. I haven't been drunk like but twice in my life. That's what it felt like. I just felt like, whoa. And I just remember telling them, hey, it's working. Next thing I know, they wake, I wake up and they're all surrounding me asking me how I'm doing. <laughs> and the very first words out of my mouth were, oh, it stinks in here like burnt flesh and hair. Well, that's because, I don't know if you can see it or not, the, the paddles... That they had when they they have one on your chest and one on your back, I believe. So apparently, I, I don't know if it went through it or if maybe it wasn't completely on. I don't know. But when they hit the 200 joules of electricity through my body, um, apparently it hit my skin and burnt. I, I guess I'm going to have a scar there now. Um, so when I woke up, that's what I was smelling. It was my own flesh burning <laughs> and my hair burning. Um, but anyways, so I, I woke up and uh, yeah, I felt... Like instantly better as far as my heart and, and stuff is concerned, um, and, and so they, they kept me in there for the next like a uh, couple days. I wasn't allowed to move or anything. Like I was told to basically just sit still, like a uh, you know like a statue. Just I wasn't allowed to move. Um, they were really trying their hardest to keep my heart rate down. Um, it was over two twenty for quite some time. Even after all the stuff that they did, it was still over a hundred. Um, even though I'm sleeping, it was like a hundred. And then I was in the ICU. I was in the ICU on Tuesday and uh, Tuesday night, I think. And then on Wednesday, they moved me. They downgraded me from ICU and put me in a regular room. Uh, they were gracious enough to uh, let Angel actually stay the night, which was really cool. Um, I'm not the. I don't do well asking other people for things, and so it was. It was much more comfortable having Angel stay in there because I feel more comfortable asking her to do something than some nurse. Even though that's what they get paid to do, and they're totally understanding. It's a me thing. Um, so for me, it was more comfortable. It made the night so much better. I actually got some sleep. Um, my heart rate started going down. Um, it was still over 100 when I left, but it was down. Uh, things were doing well. Um, and it, it appears now the cardiologist thinks that there will be a full recovery moving forward. Um, they want to do a, a ablation is what it's called, where they go in through, I guess, my growing the veins and stuff there. They go up into the heart. And they cauterize certain aspects of the heart to help repair it. Because apparently, uh, a best case scenario, most of us are working with 60-65% of our heart function. I'm at 30 to 35%. So I'm basically half of what most average people are of heart function. So he seems to think that I've been dealing with this for a while and just maybe didn't know it. Um, and this whole time, it's been doing, been doing damage and weakening my heart. And so, um, yeah, so the prognosis now is moving forward. I got to be on meds for a while. Um, and, and eventually I have to go do a CT scan once my heart rate slows down enough to actually perform the scan properly to make sure there's no blood clots. And then I will uh, start preparing for the ablation. And once that happens, in theory, I'll be fine. Um, 
crazy experience, um, but much needed, if I'm honest. Um, I'm trying to look at the the benefit from all this, and so I, I think for me personally, it was a very humbling experience. Um, I know uh, I've had a hard time in my life trying to be vulnerable or trying to be um, seen as what I would consider to be weak, I guess, you know, the way I grew up. And so I don't ask for things. I don't talk about stuff. And, and I do present this image of Superman kind of a thing, right? Like this this untouchable kind of rock that can deal with everything. And consequently, the people around me start to kind of take on that same sort of image at times. And so I think that this situation, what it did was it, it, it's my wake up call to say, hey, man, like, you know, you're not you're not Superman. You, you know, you're human. You need to slow down. You need to take things a little bit more seriously as far as your physical limitations and whatnot. And then even for my family, I think my family also sometimes took it for granted and looked at me as in, um, you know, this this invulnerable human being. And so for them, they were like, no, he he's human. <laughs> you know, my wife scared out of my wife, you know, and she finally had that wake up call as well. Of like, wow, dude, you're, you know, you're human. Things can happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, um, an interesting experience and scared the hell out of me. I see a couple comments. Let me just address them real quick. Marissa says, how has this experience affected your faith? If at all, um, it's an interesting question, actually. I, so I don't really have a, a faith. Like I'm not a religious individual. I, I would consider myself an atheist Buddhist. Um, I respect religion and what it does for many people. For me personally, I just never put a lot of faith in it. Um, and this particular situation, if I'm honest, they, they always say when you're on your bath, your deathbed, you know, you, I didn't like, it never even crossed my mind. Never occurred to me. The only thing that crossed my mind was a, I don't want to die. And B, I didn't want angel to walk in on it. Those are really the only two things that I remember coming across my own head. Um, I can't speak for everybody else in those situations, but for me, no, it just, it never, never really occurred to me. Um, if anything, it brought me closer to my own spiritual practice in the sense of, uh, I, I like the fact that I was able to remain calm and, 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 and trust into the process while I was there. Like I didn't freak out. I wasn't, I like that part. So I, I want to dive deeper into my spiritual practice and that. And, and I think that, um, 15 years ago, I might not have responded the same way, but so I'm, I'm thankful for the progress that I've made in my spiritual journey in my life. And I see now even more clearly than ever, the benefit of spirituality in your life and how important it truly, truly is. Um, then Julie says, love you friend. Love you too, girl. Um, AJ says, um, I know you're going to make it. Just eat healthy. Go for a walk in the woods and enjoy it. It's too hot for that, bro, but I hear you. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, uh, yeah, man, I think that's it in a nutshell right now. So I've been home for a few days. Um, first and foremost, let me say thank you to everybody who's been commenting and, and, uh, there's just, there was so many. I couldn't keep up with them. Um, and Louie knows this very well. When I got home, I was put under this, I, like, you couldn't do anything. <laughs> they were like, you know, don't raise your heart rate. Don't do anything. Don't. So I literally, kind of like he did, I avoided social media. I really didn't do anything. I, I tried to scroll through and look at some of the comments. Um, but it was hard to even talk. Because when I was talking, my heart rate would go up. Um, so I wasn't, I just, I kind of just did nothing for the most part. Um, so, but I did read them. Um, I saw every single one of them. I read them all. Um, thank you so much for everybody. I tried to respond to the personal messages I got the best I could. Um, you know, I tried, but, uh, I, I do thank you. And I'm trying to get back on the grind. I did the joke of the day today, guys. I did the joke. It's a good one. It's a good joke. It has to do with, uh, <laughs> you know, the medical stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it in a nutshell, man. Um, 
just taking my meds now and, and trying to slowly get back into the grind of things. Um, I do think it was crazy. <laughs> the running joke now with my wife is you can't leave me. I'll die. Cause every time she would leave, I almost died. So, uh, and, and for her, I can't imagine, you know, uh, the guilt and the, and the, whatever she felt when she left. Cause like, I, you know, I, I know my mom and my wife both talked about, um, the idea they, they're empathizing with the idea that you're thinking you might die but you're by yourself in a room. There's nobody around, um, which I get. But thankfully, I'm at a point in my life where that wasn't as stressful as it might have been for other people or as much as they think it was. Um, if anything, to be honest with you, man, as, as, a, as a dude, I was actually glad she wasn't there because I think I would have broke down more had my wife been there. Um, it was easier for me to stay calm and stronger without her being there, if that makes sense. Just because it's my wife, I'm so used to being vulnerable around her. Um, it it would have been... It would have been harder to remain, you know, focused, I guess, had she been there. Um, but for her, I know it, it was a heroin experience as well and, and, and difficult to not be there. Um, Richard, hey, what's up, Richard? Um, and Mike, Mike says, glad you're doing better. Thank you, brother. Um, Richard said, how long is an appropriate period of time to wait before we can make fun of you again? Have at it, brother. Go ahead. We got thick skin, man. Just right now is the time. Who cares? Um... And then Marissa said, Richard Coleman, that time is up. Did you see his joke today? Yes. My daily joke, for those of you who didn't read it or don't look at my social me uh, media, I do a daily dad joke. Today's joke, if I, I can't remember off the top of my head, it was um, the uh, autopsy club is having a meeting. It's an open mic night. Like an open mic, M-I-K-E. Uh, <laughs> so I had to do something to commemorate my, my stay there. Uh, and Mike says, I just got back in rhythm from uh, AFib. Did the cardio version yesterday. Oh, well, then you know all too well exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and the AFib was bad enough for me. It was my res my response to the medication, I think, that really is what was the scary part. Because um, AFib was bad enough. Uh, but when they gave me the medication, when they dropped like that, my body just didn't do well. Um, and so I think that's what complicated things. And then Katie says... Uh, I just had the ablation procedure on Wednesday. Let me know if you have any questions. Yes, I talked to Amy and she told me about that. And um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear you went through it all, but I'm, I'm glad to hear you seem like you're on the other side and on the mend. Um, and I look forward to seeing you again next time you come in town. <clears throat> you have a four cardio version. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure I'll get with you later and figure that out. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, so, Louie, you got any uh, thoughts on it? This is the first time we've heard the full story, I believe. So, Yeah, I I heard little bits and pieces as it was playing out, but it was the first time that I heard the whole story. Um, first of all, I'm glad you're all right, man. I was I was a little worried there. Yeah, bit. I think we all um, A lot worried for a bit. Uh, the good thing is that I had the wedding to distract me because <laughs> yeah. Kennedy chose to do this on the day of my daughter's wedding. I didn't want to wear the suit, bro. Put on a suit. Yeah. I got you. I got you. And <laughs> I was so looking forward to seeing you in a suit, too, so that sucked. Uh, but, uh, also Mike, I'm glad you're better. Cause I know Mike was going through his own thing. So thank you, Mike, for, uh, jumping on here and telling us you're doing all right. And you're back in rhythm. Uh, and then who was it? Amy as well. Had the um, or her friend, get? her friend, Katie, Katie. All right. Wow. So everybody needs to get their heart in check, man. You know, right. I, don't, I don't know what the prevention is on all that, but <clears> when <throat> you find out, can you give me a little bit? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I don't need something else. Right. <laughs> I, mean, <I'm> <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, but 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 I'm glad you're all right. I, I'm a little concerned with you doing the show today, to be honest with you, because it sounds like you're out of breath, and it sounds like 
maybe a little too soon. Um, it's probably like when, when I did mine, I know I did that first one a little soon, and then we, we laid off for another week after that. Um, right. So I just want to make sure you know that, that if you got to hang back a little bit till you get it all under control, I, I got it, man. It's, I yeah, it's going to be a process, man. Um, and what I mean by that is is like it's already been difficult being here at the house and not being able to just oh i need this this i see this needs to be done let me just go do it you know right. it's been very difficult for me to like wait and let my wife or my mom come by to visit a lot um and have her do th- it's just it's hard for me because i'm just not that kind of guy i'm just a doer if i see it just i just need to go do it um but um i am doing my best to 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 keep that in mind you know i'm much more aware I've taken breaks a lot, and and, and I'm, I'm monitoring everything the way I'm supposed to, um, you know. I just, but I refuse to like not live at the same time. Um, so I, I'm trying to find that balance, and I think every day I get better at finding that balance. Um, but at the same token, I knew I wanted to do this today just because um, there were so right. many people commenting and asking questions, right. um, and I didn't want to disrespect that. Like I wanted to make sure I like, hey you know thank you i want to make sure i show my appreciation i didn't want people to think my lack of response was a was was uh, you know malintent in any way i want to let them know like i see it and i appreciate it man like i i definitely felt the love you know that was kind of cool um and and i absolutely did but it was just it was so overwhelming if i'm honest to try to to try to go on and answer everybody and read them it was overwhelming like I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have the time really. Like it was just, it was overwhelming. And, and I understand now, like even when you said uh, that you weren't on it at all and, and you didn't answer anybody, because um, I think we both had like, and last I checked, it was over a hundred people, you know, reached out, and that's not including the ones that were actually text messaging me or physically calling me. <clears throat> and so, um, and there was a few times, to be honest with you, where I was sitting here at the house and somebody would text or call, and I just didn't answer because I wasn't up to it. I just didn't have that feeling, like. Um, cause for the first couple of days afterwards, even just talking itself was, was messing with my heart. Like I could feel it. Um, right. and, and so I'm definitely, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely crawling right now before I can walk for sure. Um, well, you know, and that's what I'm saying it because I, I mean, your situation, you didn't really even feel that you were ill in the first place. So yeah. that's, that's what's scary. It, it, you're going to yeah. have to figure out what the warning signs are. You're going to have to figure out what the precursors are yeah. so that, you know, you can watch it. Because, I, I mean, I don't even know how to watch for something that's invisible like that. Yeah, I, um, well, he told me that's what the weird part is. He, he Because of the damage that's been done to my heart, he thinks that it's been going on for a while, like longer than I knew. Right. Um, the last week was, was pretty obvious. I mean, with the heart racing and the chest pains, that was pretty obvious. Um, but anything prior to that, you're right. Like I meet with the cardiologist next week and I, yeah, I'm going to ask him like, dude, what, like, what should I be looking for on a day to day basis that this doesn't happen again? Because, um, that's my part of my issue was just, uh, you know, I'm the dude, like I was raised in an area went up uh, up in montana even you know ranchers and stuff with the kind of people that like it's extreme obviously it's a joke but that would be working in the shop and like cut their finger off and just you know put it in their pocket and keep going you know th- those kind of that kind of mentality is what i was raised with and so um if it's not something like major that takes me off my ass then i just push through it and deal with it later um come to find out that's not the best way of living <laughs> so uh, i definitely need to I'm trying to be more aware, more cognizant of that, but I agree. Next week, when I speak to the cardiologist, I'm gonna say, "Look, what are things that could have been happening that I could have seen and and dealt with 
early on. And you're gonna and you're gonna try to see if there's a correlation with the sleep apnea, the swollen hands, the the weight gain, the the ill yeah. feelings that you were feeling. You know what I mean? Are you, are you yeah, I've already looked into some of it. See if all those things are, are, are correlated. I've actually looked into some of it, and yeah, a lot of the issues that I was having seems like it would have been. It it definitely correlates. Now I don't know about causation, and that's why I need to talk to him about. But there's definitely correlation with some of the issues I was having, especially when when I was trying to go back into the gym and I was getting like insane cramps. Um, you know, that kind of makes sense when you're not getting the blood flow that you're supposed to, that your muscles would cramp. So, um, that's the other potential benefit from all this, um, is, you know, nobody had any answers. I went to so many doctors and none of them had any answers as to why, you know, I ballooned 90 some pounds in, in less than a year's time. And it doesn't come off no matter what my blood sugar went out of whack and all the, just this plethora of stuff that happened in like a year and a half's time. Nobody had any questions. Um, I went to tons of doctors and you know had all these tests done, and nobody knew. Um, but now none of them also found this. Um, and then when I looked into some of the the stuff that's happening, it definitely correlates. So I'm going to definitely hope, anyways, that that this is a, a start of a new beginning. Um, real quick, uh, Marissa said you had all three of us scared in my house. <laughs> I think everybody in my house was too. Uh, Mike says, uh, not doing is one of the hardest things for me, too. I feel you, man. It's it's very difficult. And, Louie, I think that was part of your issue, too, was when you got out. was just stop. You know, sit down. Don't do anything. Um, Marissa says, yeah, we know not that. With the, not with the house chores, though. The house chores <laughs> thing, that was kind of easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, the cooking, cleaning, all that stuff. I, I don't think I even do that stuff on the normal basis that you do. So right. that was that part was easy. <laughs> um, and then uh, Mike says, uh, my Apple Watch tells me when I'm in AFib, it has not in two times. It will also run a strip you can send to your doctor. Oh, interesting. Uh, I also, Right on. Uh, interesting. I'll have Something to look, to look into, into that. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, you know, I'm going to take it serious, man. We're not, you know, as you can tell, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. <clears throat> that was a story, man. Uh, like I said, I know a lot of people have have reached well, out. Go ahead. One more to be discovered. No, I'm just saying more to be discovered. With I mean, you haven't even seen the cardiologist outside the hospital yet. I think. Uh, no. I, I know at least in my case, it was the the, the meeting with the the neurosurgeon outside the hospital gave me a lot more information than while I was hospitalized. Right. So I'm pretty sure that with you, it's pretty much the same. Where you're meeting with the cardiologist outside the hospital is going to give you a lot more information because you're a lot more prepared yeah. uh, with the conversation. The conversations yeah. you have in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Know. That was the other thing, man. Uh, dude, you know, bless my wife, dude. My wife. So my wife is probably, and she's going to kill me for saying this. Well, even she readily admits it. My wife is probably the sickest person I've ever met in my entire life. She's had like 30-some surgeries. Like, wait, I, wait, wait. There's a better way to say it. Wait, there's a better way to say no, it. No, that's just what it is, uh, dude. Um, sickest person. She is, man. Like no. every, if you can think of it, she's like had it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How about um, she's glass? She's the superhero glass. Well, she doesn't break it. Well, no, correct. She when I first met her, she told called me up and, and told me she broke her foot, and I was like, well, what were you doing? She says, I, just walking. I was like, you don't break. No, you don't break your foot from. She broke her foot from walking. <laughs> like that's my wife, dude. Um, but that's just to say that she's so good at this stuff. I'm not. 
I've ne- that was my first hospital stay ever. Like I've never been in a hospital like overnight until this. I'm relatively healthy my entire life, man. Like uh, I have been that just that big oak tree out in the woods that just nothing hurts. Um, and so it was really, really overwhelming when they're coming in and they're man they're spitting names of medications. They're talking. I'm like, man, I don't know what you're saying right now. Um, but my wife was right there. The whole time they were coming back in, and she's like, "Oh, well, he's on this and he's on that." I'm like, "How did you? How did you even pick that up?" Like, I, I didn't. I, when they were talking to me, I was just like, "The what?" Um, even now, man, like I can't figure out my meds, dude. <laughs> like she's putting them all out for me. I don't know. There's so many, and, and uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, but thankfully, I have her, man, and she's a rock when it comes to this. And so I'm very fortunate to to have somebody who who knows their way around it and is willing to help me out. Uh, that is definitely not my strong suit when it comes to medical stuff. You're talking to somebody who didn't even go to the doctor at all for like over 20 years. So <laughs> it's just, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely next week. I meet with the, I guess they, they called me this morning. Uh, it's going to be the cardiologist's um, assistant or whatever. So not necessarily him, but I'm sure it's going to be relative level of care. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm fully prepared to get a lot more information and, and a lot more. I think it's going to start happening quick. Because I know that they they wanted me to get a CT scan to look for um, uh, no blood clots. But they couldn't do it because my heart rate was too high. So um, if my heart rate is low enough, i got to imagine they're going to want to get me in there like ASAP. Because blood clots, you know, I don't know a ton of them. I just know they kill and they cause strokes. <laughs> they're, they're a bad thing. Um, so i, I got to assume they're going to want to move on that pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely staying on the meds and stuff but yeah it's you're right in the sense of (laughs) it's overwhelming dude when they start talking because first i'm still trying to wrap my head around everything that's happened over the last like 24 hours and then they're coming in at like eight o'clock nine o'clock in the morning and and just hitting you with this all this medical jargon and all these things and i'm just like i don't know what you just said like (laughs) you know I'm, i'm a pretty smart dude and i can keep up but i have no clue what you just told me I had no clue. Um, so, yes, I'm hoping, and my wife is going with me as well uh, next week. So, I'm hoping to have a much clearer picture as to what's going to happen moving forward. Um, but, you know, to, to just to touch again on what Marissa asked earlier about the, the, the faith and stuff. You know, I think um, if, so prior to this incident, I was very much super pro spirituality, whatever that is for you. For some people, it's religion. For some people, it's not. Like, whatever that is for you. I was already pro that. Like, I already saw the benefit in my own life as far as how, oh, uh, I, I, and based, sorry, you're joining again? What happened? Oh, I kicked you off. Um, anyways, I was already pro spirituality in my own life based upon the growth that I've seen it make from my younger man to, to where I'm at now. Um, but this just further just cemented it as far as I'm concerned. Spirituality is the key, man. It really is. Um, you know, in life, we're all trying to be happy. We're all on that same journey. And we have different ideas on how to get to that happiness. Uh, and, and nobody's necessarily right or wrong. It's kind of just, you know, your own individual plan and how you go at it. Um, but if spirituality is not a tool in your toolbox, you're really, you're, you're probably not going to get there. Um, you, you need to incorporate spirituality into your life and whatever that looks like to you. You know, if you're a religious individual, it's pretty easy. You know, whatever religion you're in, just dive deeper into it and commit to it. Um, you know, if you're not a religious individual, what I would, this is what I would encourage you to do. 
because I was not a religious individual, still not. Um, and so I, I, I made the mistake of combining spirituality with religion. And they're not the same as far as I'm concerned right now. And what I mean by that is I shunned away from any tradition, if you will, right? Uh, because of the, the religious bug, if you will. Uh, and when I finally kind of broke down and looked into it, I started realizing, first of all, there's benefits to all of them. Even if you don't follow the scripture, if you don't follow everything, they're all kind of saying the same thing for the most part. Um, so you can get something out of it. But I encourage you to keep looking. Keep looking to find whatever your spirituality is. Like, Don't turn off from anything because of your own preconceived notions of what it may or may not be. Um, it's, it's extremely helpful. It, it, it is. It helps keep you of sound mind and it helps keep you focused. Like for me, that's what kept me calm. It's what kept me kind of from freaking out, you know. It, it, it's what kept me from the middle of in the, the process of right, legit thinking I'm dying, uh, of not freaking out and not doing anything, of just allowing things to happen. Um, it was the spirituality in me. It was my, my uh, the work that I put into my practice of, of the Buddhist philosophy for me um, that kept me sane, if you will. Um, real quick, uh, Richard said, did you get the vaccine? I did. Uh, I got them like, I don't know, last year sometime, I think. I don't think that they're related. The thing that, that, uh, with the vaccine that most people have gotten is myocardial something. Um, that's not what I was dealing with. Um, I don't see the correlation, but uh, you know, that's not to say there isn't one. Um, but it just feels like a, a stretch to, to combine those two. Uh, I'm not anti or pro vaccine. I, I think it's an individual choice everybody has to make. Um, Marissa says I would break my foot from walking too <laughs> nice uh, Richard says forgive but I'm going to disagree with on this one with me on this one no they are most definitely not all saying the same thing uh, about a year and a half ago um, when I meant that they're saying the same thing is they all kind of have a baseline of you know love people respect people uh, don't kill somebody you know f for that um, are there if you dive into each one of them, you know, the, the literature, yeah, of course, they're different. Um, but the overall feeling, the overall sense is be a good person. They're all kind of telling you that one. Um, are there people who misuse it? Yes. There's just as many people who misuse Christianity as well as uh, the Islamic uh, faith as well as, as all. You can misuse anything. The point that I was trying to make was, <clears throat> you know, find what's right for you. And stick with it. If you're trying to make it through life without spirituality or without some sort of a purpose, if you will, um, you're going to find it a very difficult path to walk down. Um, and then Richard said about a year and a half ago, I don't, I don't remember what that was in reference to, man. Sorry, you have to re-ask that one. But, anyways, Louis, you got anything else you want to add, man? Oh, I can't hear you. No, oh, your your voice, you're you're gone. We're having those audio issues. <laughs> so my time off didn't fix the audio issues yeah we're done anyways man i don't want to keep it going i'm starting to feel out of breath anyways <clears throat> i knew today wouldn't be a, a full hour but um i don't know. thanks for watching everybody um once again i got your messages i appreciate them that meant a lot um you know me not responding or replying i, I promise you it wasn't a, a slight of any of any case i, I just i couldn't you know, between them tell me not to, and I just didn't have the energy. Um, I, I just couldn't do it, but I wanted to desperately. I read them all, um, probably multiple times. I really, it got me through some days. Um, I absolutely appreciate it. <clears throat> and, uh, I think that's all I got, man. So he can't say anything, which I know is killing him because he has no words to say now. Um, that's all we got. And, uh, 
feel free to reach out. Now that you know better, do better. Peace. Are you still here? What are you doing? I told you, go do better.